The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A gorgeous, young Texas school teacher. The mother of two. Loved like crazy by her husband. She is out in her own neighborhood with her husband taking a walk, this young mom. When out of the blue, a car careens across the road and mows her, Katie, down, dead, and breaks the husband's back. Now, what, what, wait. Up all night, drinking whiskey, blows a point oh six in a breathalyzer. But guess what? He's never done one day of jail time. What is happening in Texas? Why is this guy walking free? I don't get it. Why are there two little children, a boy and a girl, just like my boy and girl, that every night go to bed and say, where is mommy? That's what I want to know. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Are we going to just stand by and let this happen? What? You, 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 oh, well, I don't know her. Doesn't matter to me. I don't take a walk uh, in that neighborhood. If we let this happen to her, and nothing is done about it. 
What about when it is you or your wife or your husband or your child, your daughter that gets mowed down on the side of the road and nobody does a darn thing about it? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at KXII. On the morning of April 21st, Katie and John Palmer went for a walk in their neighborhood. Fifteen minutes later, their neighbor, Corey Foster, hit them from behind with his F-250, knocking them out of their shoes and throwing them yards away. What's your name? John broke his back and somehow still managed to crawl over to Katie, who was unresponsive after a blunt force trauma to her head. Hey, John, what, is that your wife? What's her name? Katie was flown by helicopter to a hospital. This is the body camera footage of DPS troopers from April 21st, 2020, the day that John and Katie Palmer were hit by an F-250 pickup truck driven by Corey Foster while walking in their neighborhood. Katie was flown to a hospital and died there. John broke his back. I was angered by, by what I saw. You are hearing our friends at KXII and joining me right now is a man who broke his back and somehow managed to crawl to his wife, the mother of his children, Katie. If you didn't know her name before now, Katie Palmer, not just a wife, not just a school teacher, not just a mother, but now she stands for something. She's standing for something altogether different than before this killing. Now she stands for all the victims whose voices are never heard in a court of law. John David Palmer is with me, Katie's husband. You can find him on Facebook at Justice for Katie Palmer. John, thank you for being with us. As much as I hate asking you this on a personal level, please tell us what happened the day Katie was mowed down. Yes, ma'am. Miss um, Grace, I, I would like to say thank you so much for discussing Katie's case. Um, thank you. And that, that thank you comes from myself, my family, and my community. So on April 21st, 2020, um, I woke Katie up to go for a morning walk with me. Um, she had asked me the night before to wake her up. She never went on morning walks with me. So um, when I woke her up on the 21st, um, she wanted to go back to sleep. And I told her that I, I reminded her that she asked me to wake her up and she got up again. That was the first and last time she ever took a morning walk with me. Um, I went and woke up our son, Brandon, and let him know that uh, his mother and I were going to go out for a morning walk. Brandon would routinely walk with me in the morning. And um, I'm so thankful that he decided to sleep in. And we let our, our daughter, Bella, um, didn't wake her up because she she's a late sleeper. So um, was this a Saturday? No, ma'am. It was um, it was not. It was during the weekday. And this was uh, basically about the height of um, COVID. So, you know, the kids were doing distance learning. And my wife as a teacher was logging in and uh, teaching her students rem- remotely. So we started to um, start to walk uh, down our road, Glenwood Drive which is a two lane road outside the city limits, uh, paved grass on both sides, no, no sidewalk. Um, we started to walk west on Glenwood Drive and there's an old golf course by us and we would normally go walk on that golf course because it had paved trails. Katie didn't want to, there was some dew on, on the ground. She didn't want to get her legs wet because she's probably gonna go back and take a nap before she had to log in and remotely teach her, her students. So we decided to keep on walking down Glenwood. Um, there was a patch of undeveloped um, lots for houses. And um, she had noticed uh, when she went to go walk with the kids in, in the afternoon that there was um, there were some killdeer birds that were nesting on the ground. She studied ornithology in college and as a science teacher, loved science and nature. And so um, she was going to come 
and take me to where those kill deer were. So we walked over to these um, undeveloped lots and looked and didn't see any and um, decided to turn back around and go home. Um, so then we were heading east on Glenwood Drive, walking alongside the roadway, and um, we got to that golf course. And um, that's when my neighbor, Corey Todd Foster, crossed over the roadway and hit us both from behind. Um, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. John Palmer with me, Katie's husband. You just said he passed over the roadway and hit us from behind. So you were walking on the side of the road. On the opposite side of the roadway. Were you walking in the direction of the traffic on that side? Yes, ma'am. So you're walking yes, on the right side of the road. Correct. Okay. And what happened? You said he, he driving his truck crossed over the roadway and hit you from behind. Explain, explain that to me. Um, so he left his, his house and, um, he would later state that, um, he couldn't see the minute he left his, his driveway. Um, so that his windshield was, uh, foggy. So he had locked of condensation on his windshield and couldn't see and started driving down Glenwood drive, uh, blindly. And, um, approximately three tenths of a mile later. So he was driving blind for three tenths of a mile, um, crossed over the roadway and hit us both from behind as we were walking alongside the road, um, hit us so hard. He knocked us both out of our shoes. Um, Katie was okay, wait, 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 wait. I I'm sorry, Mr. Palmer. With me is Katie's husband. With her at the time she was mowed down and killed. I've never in my life had a live victim be able to tell me I got knocked out of my shoes. Can I tell you how many killings, murders, vehicular homicide scenes I have gone to myself in the middle of the night and I see the victim's shoes and I never really understood why are their shoes there? And I saw it over and over and over. What do you mean you got knocked out of your shoes? We were, <laughs> we were walking alongside the roadway and, um, the, the impact um, caused us to come out of our shoes as we, we were walking. So Katie was knocked out of her shoes and I was knocked out of my, my shoes. She was sent approximately 70 feet and I was sent um, around 70 feet as well into the golf course. Take a listen, everybody, to our friend Stan Smith. DPS says Tuesday morning, Katie and her husband John were walking in their neighborhood on Glenwood Drive, north of Denison, when they were hit by a pickup truck. John Palmer was taken to a local hospital, and troopers say he is expected to survive. Katie was flown to a Plano hospital and passed away just before one Wednesday morning. Uh, a young person that this made such an impact on so many people and would have continued to do so. Had she lived, had this guy, Corey Foster, .06 breathalyzer, the cops could still smell the booze on him as he changed his story from one thing to the next to the next, mowed them down from behind. Thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. John Palmer, you were knocked out of your shoes along with Katie. What happened next? So I, I was hit and I could see Sharif's truck, his Ford F-250, it seemed like we were going about the same speed. Um, and I hit the ground and rolled. Um, tried to get up. I couldn't get up. I felt like I had a ratchet around my, my torso that was tightly. Um, couldn't stand up. And um, that's when I looked over and I saw Katie. Katie was, she was resting on her left elbow and she was looking in my general direction, but looking over me. And um, she let out this um, this this moan. Um, had a lot of pain in it. And I tried to get up. Couldn't. I started to yell for somebody to call the police to call the cops. Um, that's when I heard Corey Foster identify me by name. And he said something to the effect of, I'm sorry, John, I didn't know it was you. I, I, I couldn't see. Um, I'm crawling over to my wife because I can't stand up. I can't get up and get over to her fast enough. So I'm crawling over to her and I'm yelling for somebody to call the police to call the cops. I get over to Katie. I lay her down on her back. Um, Miss Grace and I saw that she wasn't breathing and I was begging for her to breathe. Um, I just thought if she could only breathe, then everything was going to be fine. Um, 
And then she let out this gasp for air. And um, I thought everything was going to be fine. And then she started to take breaths, short, labored, shallow breaths, about every 10 to 15 seconds. Um, at that point, a neighbor of ours uh, had stopped. I'd asked Corey what had happened, and she ran over and um, sat next next to us. And she was a very calming voice. Um, you know, we both were telling Katie to, um, you know, that, that she that she was going to make it, everything was going to be fine. <clears throat> and that's when I saw that um, she she wasn't blinking. Her her eyes were fixed. They were staring straight up in the sky. And then I went from begging her to breathe to begging her to blink. Um, and she just didn't. And then um, fairly quickly, we started to hear sirens in the background. Um, I would say within a reasonable amount of time, uh, firefighters and EMS um, showed up on scene. Uh, they immediately started to care for Katie. Um, I saw, I heard them talking about a helicopter and then they asked me if I had gotten hit and I told them that I did. They loaded me up on a gurney, put me in the back of an ambulance. That's the last time that I, that I saw Katie that day. Um, she was flown uh, by a medical evac helicopter to a trauma center in Plano, Texas, approximately 60 to 70 miles away. And I was driven to uh, the local hospital and put in the ICU. John, when did you learn Katie had died? Um, I'm going to apologize if I get emotional. Um, so... I couldn't get any answers that day. Um, pardon me, you know, very shortly after what happened, I kept on asking if anybody had any in information on Katie, um, and no, no one did. Um, I had gotten a call from um, a relative that had told me that um, she wasn't going to make it. Um, told me that. Um, That the doctor said that there was nothing that they 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 could do, nothing. Um, and those are those are hard words for anybody to hear. Um, that somebody that you love, that your soulmate, uh, your wife, mother of your children, somebody that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, is not going to make it. Um, so I, I knew hours after that um, we were going to be without Katie. And then I got a phone call after, I believe there was a doctor. They, they had to wait for um, a doctor to perform tests to uh, verify that she was, in fact, uh, brain dead. And that occurred um, the next morning at 1 in the morning. I, I got a phone call from the trauma hospital stating that um, they had run tests in uh um, Katie was in fact brain dead, and that's when they, and that's when they de declared her her dead. Yes, ma'am. John, I can't imagine what you've been through, and what your boy and girl are going through. I also cannot imagine what it must have been like to be in ICU yourself and not be able to get to her. That was. That was one of the hardest things. Um, my kids were taken to Plano to go say goodbye to their mom. <clears throat> and I was 60, 70 miles away in a hospital bed. Um, I couldn't be there for them um, on the worst day of their life. Um, no child should, should have to go, go through that. And, um, you know, as a parent, you want to be there for your children. And um, it was very hard being 60 to 70 miles away while my kid said goodbye to their mom. Guys, you are hearing Katie's husband, John Palmer, who had his back broken that day when he couldn't stand up to get to his wife. He crawled 
to her to try to keep her alive. Then he had to lay in a hospital bed in ICU while his children were taken to Plano, Texas to say goodbye to their mother. I want you to hear Trooper Tarif Al-Khatib talking to the driver, Corey Foster. How much did you have to Nothing. Last time. Oh. I, I mean, smell alcohol. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had some, I had a couple of issues last night. Um, but about 6 o'clock. 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock? Yeah. That was the latest you had him? I mean, I went to bed early. Okay. Um, tell me, so you had how many last yesterday? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was, about what time? I mean, I was up and up. My daughter's been running fever, so yeah. I mean, I was up and down all night. Well, I, I'm just, I'm smelling it pretty strong coming from your breath today. Is why I'm asking, how late did you stop? How late did you have to last? Uh-huh, and the trooper goes on to say, I'm smelling it pretty strong coming from your breath today, which is why I'm asking, how late did you stop? Quote, I'm smelling it pretty strong coming from your breath today. And the guy, Foster, says, well, really, I, I, honestly, I don't know. I can tell you this. Everybody knows I'm a teetotaler, but I can tell you. The very last time I had a drink, I want you to now take a listen to the troopers talking on the scene. We can do them on the hood now. Hey, there's hair on the hood too. Yeah. That's her head right here. Yep. I just think you're going to be bending back like that. There's another one. I understand. What happened to radar technique? Um. But they were on this side walking against traffic. But his windshield kind of fogged up, you know, and then he's going towards the sun. And he said, I thought I hit a telephone pole. Are you kidding me? So he said, he hit him hard. So did he? Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, so he was moving. Yeah. Two things strike me right there, John Palmer. Katie's husband with me right now. He hit you and Katie so hard with such an impact he thought he had hit a telephone pole and I'm also hearing oh my window was fogged up oh I was driving in the sun I'm already hearing different reasons why he couldn't see he can't say when was the last drink he had he we know he was drinking whiskey into the night and he still smelled like whiskey at the time of the crash I know he changes his story let let me understand something if he hit you so hard, he thought he hit a telephone pole. How fast are they saying he was driving, John? Um, so they did discuss that. Um, if, if you look at the body camera footage, um, they asked Corey Foster, Treef asked Corey Foster how fast he was going. And um, Corey Foster said 15 miles per hour. Okay, and, well, that's BS. Uh, which that's a lie right that, there. That is another lie, of course, of course, that... His, his story is, is riddled with, with, with lies. So the troopers were discussing that. Uh, they were discussing a conversation that uh, Tarif had with uh, Corey off camera. One of the troopers laughed um, and said, BS, he was going 50. And they all laughed and agreed that he was going 50 miles per hour. Uh, they were laughing? Yes, ma'am. Uh, it was a very casual demeanor uh, during the, quote, investigation. You're saying... The trooper said at the scene, the driver, Corey Foster, was going 50 MPH. Yes, ma'am. Did they ever bring out an accident reconstructionist? And were there skid marks? Did he even try to slow down? No, ma'am. So DPS failed at reconstructing this, this accident. Uh, they didn't even <sighs> attempt to. Um, Grayson County hired a third-party firm. That's, that's, that's in the doc documentation. Um, to re recreate the crash, they had a hard time doing so because of the horrible investigation that Trooper Tariq Al-Khatib did on scene. And to answer your question with regards to were there tire marks, no. 
Corey Foster came to a casual stop after he hit us. So there were no brake marks at all. Guys, take a listen to the troopers talking at the scene of the crash. All this is caught on their body cam. Does he live down the floor? Okay. Yeah, he lives down there. Say, according to Ryan that lives here, he said, yeah, he's his dogs get out all the time. So he said, I thought he was out looking for his dogs, but he said he, he drinks all the time. Oh, yeah. He, he said Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, he'll have a beer cracked open. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wanting to know what's in this drink right here that's sitting in the cup holder. I can unlock it. Let me, I'm going to get you the keys, David, where you can start getting stuff inside of it or whatever. Did they analyze the drink, John? What was he drinking? Uh, we will never know. Um, I believe Al-Khatib um, smelled the cup and then handed it right back to Foster. So that was not taken in as evidence and that was not tested for um, any type of alcohol at all. Nothing. Okay, you know what? I know he blows a point oh six. I know they can smell booze on him. They're all saying uh, Sunday morning he'll have a beer cracked open ten a.m. But he's already said. Let me let me bring in Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author, Red Flags, host of Today with Doctor Wendy KCBQ, uh, author. You can find her at wendypatrickphd.com. Wendy, this guy already is driving obviously too fast for conditions he has been drinking if they don't want to say he's 0.08 fine he's 0.06 he is impaired and he's on the wrong side of the road all that equals vehicular homicide you don't have to be drunk to be vehicular homicide yeah, no, that's right often the best evidence of driving under the influence is the driving, not necessarily the blood alcohol level. Because think about it, someone who is under the influence is gonna drive accordingly. Reckless driving is circumstantial evidence of impairment. And this includes driving in a fashion that is not careful for the conditions. That appears to be the case here. I mean, think about it, rain, sleet, snow, fog, whatever it is that makes it hard to see, that requires careful driving. To do otherwise, indicates impaired physical ability as well as impaired judgment yeah i mean wendy you don't have to what more do you need to know the guy drives all the way on the other side of the road going into oncoming traffic mows down two people smells like booze what more do i need to know that is reckless driving and katie is dead and this guy still has not been brought in front of a jury what is the prosecutor doing what has he got his thumb straight up his rear end guys you got to hear more you have to hear more of this take a listen to trooper tarif akatib speaking to the supervisor on the phone he flat out says he goes i can't i couldn't see which i when i leave my house i drive directly to the east and it was prior to what this crash happened or after and yeah, I couldn't see, I couldn't even see the road because I couldn't get the fog off my windshield and then the sun driving into the sun, you know, I mean, I get it, he was blind, but I mean, he's on the wrong side of the road too, you know, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. I can't believe he was that high still today he said he's like man i quit drinking like at eight o'clock last night which i'm not really buying that to be that you know at this time of day then why didn't you charge him why didn't you go in front of a jury guys take a listen to our cut for our friend jen phillips kxii That's good, that's good. Which he passed with flying colors. He even took a breathalyzer test and blew a .06 under the legal limit. You are legally intoxicated when your BAC reaches a .08. In the state of Texas, to require a blood test in order to find a driver's blood alcohol level, you need a warrant. Since Foster passed both tests... Yeah, blood. No, we're not going to. The trooper didn't request a warrant. He blew a point oh six. Joining you right now, special guest in addition to John Palmer, Katie's husband, Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor. Alex Audi is with us, the president 
of mad mothers against drunk driving alex i've got a 0.06 i've got him flying into the wrong lane claiming he couldn't see smelling like booze what more why aren't they prosecuting this case well first i just want to say mr palmer i'm so very sorry for your loss but you're right you know what we're looking at is we are focused on whether or not someone is safe to operate a vehicle he may not have been at a 0.08 we can all tell that he was impaired and so he was not safe to operate that vehicle and it cost katie her life and that is so devastating we have a problem across the country but Texas is really in trouble with the drastic increases in DUI deaths just since 2019, almost 18% increase. I'm trying to figure out what, if anything, we can do now. Take a listen to our cut eight, our friend Dave Mack at Crime Online. Just four months after his wife was killed and he was left with a broken back, John Palmer testified in front of a Grayson County grand jury that will decide if Corey Foster will face trial for manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. Talking about Corey Foster, John Palmer said, quote, his own words were that he stayed up drinking whiskey the night before. He also told DPS officers that he probably shouldn't have been driving because of the condensation. After three hours of testimony and just one hour of deliberation, the jury declined to indict Foster. You know, I can't help but wonder what evidence was put in front of that grand jury? Did they know he blew a .06 on a breathalyzer? Because in Texas, a field-administered breathalyzer is inadmissible in court and can only be used for pass-fail evidence for further testing. Nobody did any further testing. When this was taken to the grand jury the, the first time, Miss, Miss Grace, um, there were... Again, there's supposed to be 12 jurors in the grand jury. Uh, we only had 10. Uh, one person was sick. One person recused himself. When I asked uh, the prosecutor, Kerry Ashmore, um, where the alternates were, he shrugged his shoulders and said he, he didn't know. This was presented again to nine, pardon me, to 10 instead of 12. The accident reconstruction firm um, had completed, pardon me, their report was completed six days after the grand jury. So the grand jury was not given a finalized um, reconstruction report at all. In addition, the district attorney told me that they would subpoena foster cell phone records and look to see if there was distracted driving, okay? None of those were done. Um, it was only 18 months later through civil discovery that we obtained his phone records, Miss Grace, and found that he was in the middle of dialing a call as he hit us. So if you stack everything up, if you stack the, um, he was, his driving was visibly impaired and he makes that statement that um, his windshield, he couldn't see as soon as he left his driveway, which is three tenths of a mile away from where we were hit. Uh, the cognitive impairment of the, uh, alcohol in his system. And again, he blew a 0 0.06 50 minutes after he, he hit us. Okay. So probably very close to a 0 0.08. Also, he was manually dialing a number, um, as he crossed over the roadway. Um, so we got these phone records. We submitted those to the district attorney's office. They reviewed them. And at this point, we had a very contentious relationship with the district attorney's office, as you could imagine. Um, we had um, submitted those records to the DA's office, and they said they would review them. And I got a phone call. Well, I mean, I, I got, got a phone call one Monday at 4.30 p.m. from Kerry Ashmore saying that uh, they were going to take the phone records in front of the grand jury and see if the grand jury wanted to move forward. Okay. Um, that caught me off guard and I asked if I was going to be allowed to testify in front of this new grand jury. He said, no, they were going to take the phone records in front of the grand jury. And if the grand jury wanted any additional information or evidence, then they would provide them with that. The phone call ended Miss Grace, that, that, that didn't seem right. Um, I tried to contact them again, numerous times and, uh, they wouldn't take my call. Um, so I had to text Carrie Ashmore. 
And um, through our text exchange, I basically ended the text by stating that if he wasn't going to allow us to testify in front of the grand jury and have the witnesses uh, being the experts, that one third party that did the crash recreation and uh, DPS back up there and show them the report, show them the cell phone records and show them everything that they did in the first grand jury, then I don't want him to move forward. Um, did not get a call back. He is. And also Miss Grace, I want to make sure you're aware that um, Brett Smith also acted as a defense attorney for the foster family prior to being um, the elected DA. He represented so Yes, ma'am. He, um, so Corey Foster and his wife were driving late one night. Um, the, the wife was driving. She was impaired. She was pulled over. Uh, she was charged with the DWI and Corey Foster was charged with public intoxication and their defense attorney was Brett Smith. That was never disclosed to us. We had to find that out on our own. Also, Brett Smith is related to the trooper um, by marriage. Man, I tell you what, I, I just, the feeling, the feeling of helplessness is overwhelming. Nothing is being done to avenge Katie's death. I mean, John, what are your, what do your children say? When my, when, when my children ask me why, um, you know, why, why is this man still, still driving? Why has he not been held accountable? Um, Ms. Grace, what do I what do I tell them? What do I tell them? Um, our system failed us and has continued to fail us by not holding Corey Foster accountable. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, I want you to take a listen to our Cut 5. This is Jen Phillips, KXII. A breathalyzer test taken in the field is inadmissible in court and can only be used as a pass-fail for further testing. Listen to this phone call he makes to a supervisor while on scene. I can't believe he was that high still today. He said, he's like, man, I quit drinking like at 8 o'clock last night. Even still, the trooper was not satisfied. Oh, yeah. He, he said Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, you'll have a beer cracked over. Within an hour of arriving on the scene, the trooper drove Foster home. Okay, right there. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, why did they drive him home instead of to the hospital to get a blood test? I would love to know the answer to that question because that would be the logical next step, not just given the fact that he's below the limit, but the driving is such strong circumstantial evidence of impairment, you would want to know more. And you pair that with not only his admission of drinking whiskey, but the fact that it was still smelled, they still smelled it on his breath the next day. That is not normal over time. That smell goes away. You know, that's part of common knowledge. So that would be part of why we would want to know the decision that they made. Why home instead of the hospital? If they need to seek a warrant, great. But that could have been a next step. Joining me right now, Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, star of a brand new hit series, Body Bags, with Joe Scott Morgan on iHeart and beyond. Joe Scott, this is so much BS. The guy is a .06. We don't know what his blood was because they drove him home instead of to the hospital where they should have taken him. I don't know why this guy, Corey Foster, got special treatment with John Palmer lying on the side of the road with a broken back and his wife, Katie, dead. Their two children asleep at home. I don't get it. Explain to me the .06. Yeah, .06 is the in, in Texas legal limit uh, for being uh, inebriated for driving is .08. And he was under that limit according to the breathalyzer. But here's, here's the problem. You don't know how much time has elapsed uh, since he last took a drink. And what's going on? chemically in anybody's body is that you're metabolizing the alcohol, so you're burning it off. And so the longer you wait, the longer you go down this continuum, from that moment in time when the fatal event occurred, when this vehicular homicide occurred, uh, you're, you're bleeding off, you're bleeding off this alcohol level that's in his system. And I've got a bigger problem with this, Nancy, than simply the breathalyzer result. Here's the problem. You've got two people. One is unfortunately deceased. You got John, who's laid up in a hospital with a broken back. And it seems as though this would have warranted taking this individual into a hospital to do a blood draw. Because not only are you looking for blood alcohol content in that sample, but the hospital will do something that's called, and you guys can look this up, but it's called a standard panel. And standard panel, when you roll into the ER, 
is they're looking for any other substances in his system. Drugs, yeah, drugs, yeah. just say it. They're looking for pot, Anything, for any kind of drug, well, for alcohol. Yeah, Who knows what he was high on that wouldn't show up and with a breathalyzer. And here, here, here's the problem. Once it's gone, it's gone. It's just like John had mentioned a moment ago. And I was, you know, as an investigator, I was just really struck by this. You know, look, criminals are going to do what criminals are going to do. But, you know, there's a certain level of accountability that comes in when you're talking about DPS and you're talking about the courts. And right now, they have missed the mark on this case, Nancy. Guys, we are talking about a beautiful young mom walking by the side of the road with her husband on a sunny morning when suddenly a guy comes across the traffic to their side and mows them both down with such impact he thinks he hit a telephone pole. Now, let me tell you something else about grand juries. Wendy Patrick, that's one of the first things my boss, the longest serving DA in the country at that time, had his young prosecutors learn. You put up evidence to the grand jury. If you want them to indict, you put up the right evidence. If you don't want them to indict, which never happened to me, of course, you don't. Now, there was a great trial lawyer named Irving Younger, and he told, he made this famous a prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich if they want to. And I argued till I was blue in the face. But I'm telling you, something is wrong here. Because the facts that we have just laid out should have been a vehicular homicide indictment. He doesn't have to be .08. What he did was reckless, was a malignant heart, as we say in the law. Why hasn't this been charged? It's got to be because that's what the prosecutor wants. Well, when you look at what the grand jury did, you have to ask what evidence did they have? Exactly. Because as we've all been talking about, they only can work with what was presented to them. So if there wasn't accident reconstruction, we don't have that ability to talk about how fast he was going. Although circumstantially, I keep coming back to the, you know, the what happened, knocking someone out of their shoes. Ridiculous. Force that they fly 70 feet. I mean, you can imagine, you probably don't need accident reconstruction to figure out how hard that was. And just goes back to that criminal negligence, recklessness in a case like this. That's what they would be arguing. But it doesn't sound like the grand jury had that evidence. Dr. Angela Arnold joining me, uh, renowned psychiatrist out of Atlanta at AngelaArnoldMD.com. Weigh in, Angie. I'll tell you one of the most disturbing things to me that I've heard in listening to this was the lack of any kind of remorse in the voice of the man who perpetrated this crime when the none whatsoever no no remorse i mean he was just it was like he was standing there just trying to take up for himself well i couldn't see he just killed somebody he might have killed two people and and he had absolutely complete lack of remorse no remorse right it, it like he didn't know what he had done yeah guys take a listen to our cut 13 our friend lauren wrangle no words can describe the feeling that our family it's been over a year since his wife's death john palmer says he hopes this footage will be new evidence that could go before a grand jury and help with the case against corey foster what footage are you talking about john palmer so miss miss, miss grace when we had originally got all this information from uh dps through um folio re requests we had only been given uh, Tariq Al-Khatib's body cam and his dash cam. Uh, we did not receive any of the other troopers' body cameras. Uh, that, that came almost a year and a half later uh, when we had to request that again. Uh, then, then we were allowed to have that body camera footage. It seems to me like the grand jury did not see all of the evidence that we have even here at crime stories. And let me also point out that in nearly every jurisdiction in our country, you don't have to have a grand jury to bring down an indictment. There are other ways to charge someone other than with a grand jury. But I believe if a grand jury heard all the evidence that we're hearing today that does exist, that there would be an indictment. And it doesn't have to be for DUI vehicular hams manslaughter there are many other ways this case can be prosecuted and justice can be sought 
not just for Katie, not just for John, but for her two children that are going to grow up wondering why nobody did anything. If you feel even remotely the way I feel or the way that John Palmer feels or the way his children will feel when they grow up and understand we all sat by and did nothing. I ask you, don't just sit there and think about it. Do something. You can reach the district attorney, Brett Smith. Brett Smith. His number, 903-813-4361. Repeat, 903-813-4361. Now, when that line jams, you can reach his assistant at williamss at co.grayson.texas.us. Williamss at co.grayson.tx.us. John Palmer, what is your message today? Ms. Grace, I just want victims to know that they have a voice. I want them to know that it's okay to stand up. Um, We will continue to fight for Katie. We will continue to fight against this injustice. We will continue to make sure that those that have continued this injustice will be held accountable. When you wake up in the morning or when you go to bed at night, What feeling comes over you when you think about Katie? Katie is the last thing I think about when I go to bed and first thing I think about when I wake up. Um, Loss. We we were robbed of the future together, uh, Katie and I. Uh, My children were robbed of the future with their mother. Um... This community lost a very strong, smart woman that made a difference and would have continued to make a difference. You know, you just said that you want victims to know that they have a voice. Well, right now, thanks to the uh, Grayson County, Texas District Attorney, Brett Smith, It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like we have a voice at all. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. All we've asked for was was justice. And justice for us would have been Corey Foster to stand trial in the criminal court. Um, And that that hasn't happened. And you know what, John? If some pettit jury, which is a jury of 12, decide to let him go, I won't like it. But so be it. But at least, at least somebody had the backbone to take this case to trial. And at least try to get a true verdict. That is all we are asking. It's all we've ever asked for. Nancy Grace with John Palmer signing off. Goodbye for Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. 
Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress Five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.